Thank you for listening to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. In this episode, Edward gets punched in the face, Tarak carries an unlikely friend, and Renaya scrambles to find an unfortunate child. Will our three adventurers get along? Find out in this episode of The Paper Dungeon. Welcome to Nicomuros, a world full of sprawling cities and dark secrets. In the wake of the trial, a divine act of righteous judgment, the world has been launched into an era of rebirth. But there are those who still lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us across the continent of Talyra, from the deserts of Elon Ryan to the fields of Rivaluna. Deep in the Bloomrose Ocean and high above the Alisar Mountains, our story will see our adventurers through glory, fear, and fortune as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. Welcome to the Paper Dungeon. We are so excited to have you guys here for this group shot with Lydia and Grant playing their characters, uh, Renaya and Edward. Um, if you guys didn't get a chance to check out their solo shots, definitely go do that as it kind of ends up, it, we're picking up right after those. And so that's how you know where they are. And a lot of really interesting stuff happened in them and definitely uh, highlight the characters really well. So please go check them out. Um, if you want, you can go check them out at thepaperdungeon.com. There should be links to them there. And you can also check them out. Uh, the VODs will be on our YouTube channel, The Paper Dungeon. Um, so definitely go check those out. Yeah, we're super, super excited to have them here. Do you guys have anything that you guys want to say? Let's get crack lacking. <laughs> uh yeah i i'm also very excited just as lydia just stated she's excited um i think it'll be a really 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 good experience i think edward and renaya will do well together uh let's hope all so. stop that's not a, something you want to hear from your dm but we'll carry on <laughs> i hope so you know um cool well uh we'll go ahead and just get started with it then um we're gonna start with you grant oh uh, wow Okay. Edward, you, uh, if you remember, you were in the Silver Pegasus uh, Inn and Tavern where you had just, uh, you arrived fairly late, or actually it was pretty early, um, and so the bar hadn't been opened, there had been one old surly dwarf that was in the tavern and immediately basically left as soon as you uh, entered, at which point you, that has left you by yourself here in this tavern as you wait for uh, the bar to open up to even have food if you were to have that um, or before you go about your business and everything like that. So as the dawn is rising, it's probably about seven in the morning right now, um, you sit in this quiet, lowly tavern, um, just kind of enjoying the silence for just a second as your life has been very busy the last day or so, um, and you haven't really had a moment to just sit down. Uh, the letter that you have in your pocket kind of weighs heavily, still not able to open it. Um, and you just sit there enjoying yourself. What would you like to do? Well, I, I, I picture Edward taking out his journal and mm -hmm. writing about the previous day definitely um, talking about kind of the start of his journey 
Um, and I also picture him almost sitting there nervously. Um, he, he doesn't know who's gonna be walking in. Um, he doesn't know who the next person he'll encounter is. Um, so I, I picture him perhaps stepping outside and looking around and see if there's anything open, anything for him to uh, do or anybody to talk to. Yeah, as you step outside um, in the middle ring of the city, uh, you know there aren't a whole lot of places that are open right now. It is still pretty early. Um, you can see a few people beginning to make their way towards their um, businesses and their establishments, beginning to open them up um, and get them ready, uh, mostly human. Um, but everyone so they see a gnome um, or the occasional half elf, um, so on and so forth. Um, but there's not a ton of people that are out and about. And it's certainly not people that are looking to talk to you. They're they're looking to get their morning started and get their businesses started. Um, but you could always stop and talk to one of them if you wanted, I suppose. Okay, yeah. Um, I will go to wherever the nearest like shopkeeper is who's okay. um, setting up. Okay, yeah. You go, you begin making your way uh, E west around the uh, middle ring. Um, so towards, that'd be clockwise um, around the middle ring. And you uh, just are wandering along trying to find a, a shop that's fairly, uh, that looks like it's beginning to be opened up. And you see there is one uh, dwarven forge that's actually um, in the side of this uh, of this wall, the uh, inner ring wall um, that is, uh, you can see there's one dwarf that's currently um, pumping the forge, beginning to get the uh, coals nice and hot. All right, I'll totally walk up to him and uh, I will say, um, hail and well met, good friend. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Um, I, I have a, a couple quick questions to ask you. All is that right. okay? That's, I suppose, this is okay. about my business are you looking for something um maybe that might come up but first i hmm i just started um a bit of a mission i suppose and All i'm not right. used to being out on my own so i'm tell. looking for <laughs> well um i'm looking for somebody who maybe could travel with me um perhaps a small group um, something to help me along or even point me in the right direction. Perhaps I just need some materials and I'll be well on my way. Um, I just need uh, a bit of Are you of looking help. to buy something or not? Um, maybe. But first, if you tell me if there's a place where I could perhaps find people, then maybe, just maybe... I'll buy something from you. you Is that okay? Yeah, uh, listen. All right. So you're on your own. All right. And you can see he he uh, stops pumping the forge for just a second. <laughs> he goes over and he grabs this little, this uh, like crudely built wooden chair with like um, like reed going across it, like a, a wicker seat going across it. Um, and he sits down and he puts his elbows on his knees and he kind of leans forward and he goes, I remember when my son, God rest his soul, <laughs> went out on his own. And uh, I understand the, the, the loneliness that comes with that and the desire to make friends and make your family proud and do all these things that you could be proud of and, and, and go explore the world. But, but I run a business. And if you're not going to buy something, then I need you to leave 
because I can't make friends for you. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. I completely understand. My father, um, you'd be quite surprised. He is definitely a businessman. Um, so uh, what do you got for sale? Perhaps if I buy something, would you maybe point me in the way where I could find somebody who's helpful? Oh, you know, a little uh, give, a little take. Uh, I mean, you as for if you're looking for people, you could always check inns and taverns and yes i already tried an inn and nobody was there then just go i mean the people in the lower ring are always looking for someone to help them out or to help out each other you can always ring that seems a little fast for me (laughs) uh you are the one in search of adventure i suppose but whatever you're comfortable with i suppose i don't want to make you uncomfortable as okay. for things that I have available, they're mostly which, services. Which, uh, if you need, give me one moment. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. If if I were to pay you a small fee, okay. would you help me go to the lower ring? I'm afraid of people uh, down there. I'll be quite frank. <laughs> uh, how much? Mm, let's say fifteen gold. Yep. Okay. That'll about do it. <laughs> Uh, at which point he puts his <laughs> hands on his knees and goes, and kind of like goes off the back of the wicker chair. At which yes. point he goes over and he takes the uh, the fan that he uses to pump his forge and just puts it back and then puts on a little hook on the forge. Uh, and then goes over and grabs uh, a sign. It's just one little wooden board that has one side that says open and one side that says closed. And he flips it from open to close. Um, oh, and then he grabs a jacket and... Uh, Gets up and he goes, all right, let's go. Let's go. Yes, let's go. I uh, pull out uh, wait, my wait, little lute and okay, start be- playing a tune as we walk like a walking tune. Ding, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, remind me of your name. I don't think I caught it. Hmm. Uh, you might be a bit surprised. My name is Edward N. Fellows. I'm uh, actually from the Fellows Estate, the son of Newgate Fellows, the owner I, of. I don't you know, know who that is. You don't know who that is. You don't know who the do, are you familiar with the fellows company at all? I I no. I'm, are I'm they, are, are you a family of, of forge? Are you do you do you run a forge or do you um, do you work with materials that I would use? Um perhaps uh we we largely uh own large parts of the mountain range and we uh, mine and export adrenite. Adrenite. The stuff they use for magic items uh yes yes quite quite uh fine stuff perhaps you've seen some in your days um audronite um, is a great way to die as it explodes in your face so i have stayed clear of it uh so no i i don't use audronite uh good for you i suppose you guys seem very well off apparently uh if you can afford to pay me 15 gold to walk you down a couple of stairs then you know i suppose that you you are fairly well off so there's that I suppose. oh you know you, you know but, it's one of those things like sacrifice a cup of coffee and have a good time you know one of those things or like, like yeah like yeah a, a, a thousand cups of coffee but yeah um well depends where you're drinking i suppose let's go i listen uh, all right the sun's well, coming my up. name is igor and he sticks out igor. his very like leathered, dirty, um, like very well uh, used hand to shake yours. Edward goes, 
Mm, yes. And kind of does one of those like half shakes where he like grabs it with his fingers and kind of shakes like that. And then he wipes kind of it off. Right. And he's like, I, I mean, no disrespect. I just like to stay clean. Right. Okay. I'll take my gold now. Um, we need to go down to the lower level, of course. Pay me first. Um, okay. And Edward just gives him 15 gold. <laughs> he pocks it, at which point he begins making his way um, toward, well, west towards the uh, western staircase. Okay. Um, you begin making your way through the shops. Uh, like, you you have to make your way through uh, the entirety of um, the shops, or the as you've come to know, it's called the stalls, um, that area of town, uh, that marketplace. As you can see, this is where most of the people that you have been seeing are heading to as they begin to open up their stalls and open up their stands and everything like that. Um, and so you guys begin making your way through that middle portion, um, that outer middle portion of the middle ring before making it again to that west gate, at which point you can see the familiar two guards. Um, and as Igor approaches, he says, hello, we'll be going down to the lower gate. And he sticks out his hand, at which point it gets stamped. And then he begins making his way down the stairs, going down one flight before stopping and looking back up to make sure that you're catching up to him. Uh, once again, uh, I, I kind of go, oh, bother. And I stick out my arm begrudgingly as they stamp it. You stick out your, yeah. And they gently, very nicely grab your uh -huh. hand and put a stamp across it. Um, you can see that it's the, uh, what you know as the symbol of uh, Akleron, um, which is a, it's a circled symbol with a hydra that comes back, that goes out and then its heads come back over its body and there's three heads. And currently the middle head is uh, breathing fire. Cool. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And as he does that, I, I look at him and I look at him like, almost like impressed and very happy. And I'm like, that was much better that time. Oh, that was that was so gentle. And I pat him on the shoulder. I'm like, good job. And I continue walking. They don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I kind of do a little, a little, uh, a little, um, what's it called? Fancy run to catch up to the, to the dwarf man. <laughs> Igor just like looks up at you and you can see him just kind of like chuckle just a little bit before beginning to make his way down the staircase um yes. yeah. and just as last time you go down the four uh sets of stairs before making your way um into uh the lower ring it's not i mean it's just as dirty as it was last time there's still um the same homeless people you not the same homeless people but there's still a number of um, impoverished and homeless people around um you can see it's a little bit dirtier this portion of the ring is still fairly nice as it is um, where the majority of travelers will go through to get up to the middle ring. Um, and so you know that there's, it's still fairly nice. It's not until you go around to the back, um, more towards the gloom ward that you uh, that it gets a lot more dirty. Um, at which point, once you get down to the bottom of the stairs, Igor kind of looks at you and goes, I suppose for 15 more gold, I can walk you wherever you want in this ring. 15 more gold? No, no, you, you already paid me the 15 gold, like... Because you paid me oh, such an extravagant oh, fee, I suppose yes. I can walk you anywhere. Yes, I mean, 15 more gold would be nothing, but uh, sure. I mean, if um, you want to give me 15 more gold, I won't stop you. Uh, no, that's okay. I'll hold on to it. Who knows how long I'll have to live on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so, where's to next? We found uh, the bottom of the stairs. 
That's um, true. We're here. I yes. don't know how to talk to people here. Okay. Is there like a dialect? Uh, common. Okay, I know that. All um, right, that's good. Where Where do we begin? Do we just walk up to someone? So, so you're wanting you okay so you're wanting people that will go on adventures with you um kind of I, i'm thinking one protection i i don't All know right. how the streets work two knowledge of common folk perhaps okay. i honestly don't know where to start so i guess i'm just looking for a place to start you know all right we're gonna start with protection because i would feel that it is irresponsible for me to leave you down here by yourself. Yes, that is, yes. That so, is why I needed you. Thank you. All right, all right, okay. Uh, hmm. And you can see he starts to stroke his beard. And um, now that you're noticing that there is, um, he has a nice big burly ginger beard. Um, that's like, not like a bright ginger, but like a, a dark amber type color mm. um, that is filled with like soot and uh, just kind of general dirt. You can tell this man like, tries to stay clean but he works very very hard um which mm. is something you can notice between his leathered hands stuff like that he's like a very hard working dwarf and cool. um he has three strands that come off like he still has the big burly bushy portion of it but the front of it there's three strands that come down into a little braid and you can see there's three little golden um almost like fishing weights is kind of what they look like with uh three diamonds uh, embedded in each one mm. um so there's the three of those um, you've seen other dwarves that have this. You're not really sure exactly why. You know, there are many like dwarves have their own traditions and stuff like that, cultural traditions. Um, but you're not exactly sure why these this dwarf specifically has this. Um, it's just something that you've kind of seen. Um, but that is what it is. Along with his weathered face, um, you can see that he has some nice bright green eyes over big or beneath big bushy eyebrows, um, leathered uh, skin with wrinkles around the uh, around the eyes and around the cheekbones and on the nose. Um, a very wide, uh, kind of very burly nose. Um, and he puts his hands on his hips before stroking the braid a little bit. And he goes, "Ha! Huh. All right, I know. All right, follow me." And he begins making his way um, west around the ring again. Off we go. And I start playing the tune. Uh, at which point he stops and he just grabs the loot. Hey, and excuse me. You don't want to do this here. Um, and then just lets go of the loot and it keeps walking. I brush off whatever soot he left on my loot. And I'm muttering to myself like, how could he? This is, I, I just polished it this morning. And then I put it back on my back and I start walking kind of hot rump like hmm all and right walk off edward come here as he's walking um, um okay and once you approach he stops and he turns around and he just grabs your shirt and he pulls oh. you in real close okay listen to me very carefully we're going to the gloom ward okay this is where gloom ward. Okay. the gloom ward this is the ghettos of the town of uh athala Wait, okay. this isn't already the ghettos? No, this is a luxury compared to the Gloom Ward. Oh. But in the Gloom Ward is where you find a very specific set of people. People that have very specific sets of talents that you seem to be looking for. Dancers? So, no. You're looking for protection, right? Oh, yes. Sorry. Okay, yes. Try to pay music. attention. And he uh, uh, just taps your head a little bit. Okay, but in the gloom ward, there are very, very dangerous people as well that will not stop if you do anything. They will just straight up murder you. Oh. 
okay? So that okay. big old fancy loot on your back and the fact that you walk around like you own the town puts a big old target on your back. So I need you to relax a little bit and listen to me. And then he wipes his hands across your face. No, 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 please. No, and no, kind of no, no, like no. wipes his hands down your shirt. No, please, I'm backing you. Um, at which point there's not a ton of dirt. Like his hands were washed and stuff like that before he started working. Um, but, you know, being in the shop, there's soot and there's ash and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, at which point it dirties your face and your nice oh, white linen oh, shirt is kind of grayed. I've I've never been this dirty since I was maybe five. All right, relax, okay? It's just a shirt. You can buy another one. I'm My sure complexion. <sighs> um. Okay. Also, uh, I've um. I'll try to act relaxed. I guess. Not. Yes, relaxed, but not like vulnerable. Does that make sense? You know, no. you want to be comfortable in the environment, okay. but you don't want to be a target, you know? So Ad Edward, Edward takes a deep breath and he kind of like slouches his shoulder and makes his face look almost like a smirk. But you uh, can tell he's still like struggling really hard with the fact that there's like soot on his face. Uh-huh. So he's like, his uh, face is red and he's sweating, but he's like trying to look relaxed. <laughs> All right, good enough, whatever. All right, follow me. Uh, he begins making his way west around uh, around the city again. And it takes a good while. It takes probably about an hour and a half of you just walking around the circle as this is the largest um, section. This is the largest ring and it takes a good long while to walk around. Um, and as you're going, you can tell that the further back you get, especially once you cross um, what's called the arch, which is the rim of the cave that goes over the city, um, that separates the outer portion of the city from the portion of the, the half of the city that's inside the cave. Um, mm -hmm. So once you pass the arch, you can tell it really starts to go downhill pretty quickly. Um, and it doesn't take very long before you're in um, a dark, barely lit, um, gloomy, very, very dirty, kind of disgusting place um, that you know to be, um, that you are assuming is the gloom ward just sure. out of the general vibe and demeanor of the people that live here and the uh, state of the housing that is there, how well kept the streets are there. You can see that there's sewage along the rims of the streets. Um, there's dirt everywhere. The houses here are small and shabbled. Um, so I have and, a quick question. Yeah, um, where are we in relation to the shop that I went to with Charles in this ring? So the shop that you went to, you went down the west entrance and then you started heading east around mm -hmm. the front of so it. The opposite way. Yeah. So you're basically okay. on the opposite side of the ring. Okay. Um, you would know that uh, the, the shop that you went to um, is toward the is on the front half, um, still not uh, beneath the arch, but in front of the arch on the sure. eastern side of it. Um, and right now you are on the west side, just beneath the arch, beginning to enter the west side of the gloom ward. And so you're basically like exactly diagonal across where that shop is. Sure. Um, and so you guys begin making your way, and you can see now that there are pretty shifty characters that are going through. You can see a lot of people. Um, hidden beneath cloaks with the hood pulled over their eyes. Um, the Even the guards that are here, the members of the guard that are here, their armor is dirtied and well used. Um, you can see that there's like bloodstains and dents and stuff like that. Um, and they've tried to buff it and keep it clean, stuff like that. But the people that are stationed here are well-weathered soldiers, you can tell. 
people that have, have been in the service for a while and aren't afraid to have interventions and, and stop people. Um, Edward prances over to Igor um, okay. and he bends down. He says, Igor, um, these people definitely know what they're doing, it looks like. But should I have like a disguise or something? I feel like everybody's mad at me. Just, <laughs> they are. Uh, okay. This, um, uh, okay. All you gotta do is just gonna relax. We're gonna find you someone nice and big. Someone with big scary teeth. It's gonna be rad. It'll be okay. okay. And we're gonna take care of you. Okay. Okay. All right. Just but still, me. should I have a disguise or something? Do you have a cloak, perhaps? I mean, I would never dream of wearing this elsewhere, but we're here, so. He takes off his jacket that he's wearing. Oh. Do you want this? I suppose. He, you go to put it on, and his shoulders are probably about four inches wider than yours. <laughs> so it's literally like... Uh, like a 10 year old wearing his dad's cloak, even though this is a dwarf. So it goes down to about your knees where this goes down to his ankles on him. Um, but it's so like much, it's like way wider and overfitted in the shoulders and along the chest and stuff. Sure. Um, so it's very oversized for you. You know, when somebody's like just gets covered in water and they like raise their arms up with their fingers facing down, like they just got wet. Uh, I basically make that pose and I'm just <laughs> like, this is horrible. And I keep uh, walking like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a very nice. Uh, it would be a nice cloak or not cloak, but coat if um, it hadn't been used for so long. You're getting the the sense that this has been his coat for a very long time. It has a leather outer shell um, that is well broken in, very well patinaed, um, and it had a fur lining, a sherpa lining on the inside mm. that is dirty and ragged um, mm. and is frayed. Um, so very vintage along it. Edward's uh, impressed, but still hates it because it's dirty and old. But <laughs> he still yeah. wears it. Uh, at which point, eager, eager, Igor rolls up his sleeves uh, to show off his burling forearms. And you can see he actually has a couple tattoos along his forearm as well. Uh, what do they look like? The, the big one that you notice is there's a mountain range. Um, mm. And it looks like it splits in two uh going like down it so it starts as a big mountain range and then it splits in two as it okay. goes down the rest of his forearm um and you begin to recognize this as the alistar mountain range as you were one that's familiar with the um well of course it's the with fellows, the geography it's the of the land. wealth um and yeah you know exactly that's exactly right you know that the alistar mountains is where you get all your audronite um or the vast majority of your audronite and so you've worked with these dwarves or you know that you work with Al that your family works with alistar dwarves um to some extent um along with your family also does a lot of the mining up in the Lunin kona mountains as well that's where they get a lot of their wealth as well um, which is the mountain range just above Akleron. um so yeah you recognize this mountain range as the uh alistar mountain range so I, yes, of course, Edward says, now, wait a minute. I know that mountain range well. That's exactly where my family gets the Audronite. Do you have family there? And I like touch his shoulder. Uh, I am from the Alistair Mountains, yes. Wow, that's so neat. I've, I've heard so much about you. Um, I mean, not you in particular, but you know, uh, your people and I, I must say, I, the work you do is exquisite. Um, also, quick, no, I'll say it for later. Let's let's keep going. 
I just want to get through with this. Me too. And he starts walking again. Um, at which point you can see that there are several burly people. Um, people that are just kind of hanging out. Um, there's a couple people that'd be outside of different buildings with like a flipped over barrel. And you can see that they're rolling dice, um, probably gambling uh, a little bit. Uh, there's quite a lot of different people. Um, and as you go through, uh, Igor kind of looks back at you and he says, take your pick. I look at him like he's crazy. I'm like, one of these? Are you, you kidding me? You want protection, correctly? Well, correct. I guess so, but I don't want to die. I That's the opposite of protection, Igor. The key to protection is making sure that the one that's paying them is paying them the most. Hmm. So if you want to be protected, as long as you pay them, you should be fine. Oh, no. I can't believe. Oh, no. Should he do this? Uh, uh, hey, DJ, I'm going to do a thing that's a bit uh, sans. Odd or okay. even? <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, many of us have been playing D&D together for a really long time. And this is a way that we would decide for what our characters do, you know? So uh, odd. Mm, okay do it oh boy edward edward goes fine and he he whoa is there like a small box small small box crate or something around uh yeah uh edward just scurries and like grabs that and sets it next to igor and he's like you asked for it and he stands up and says who would like to accompany As me? soon as you do that, Igor grabs you by his coat and rips you off the box. What What are you doing? That Don't hurt. do that. Why not? It would be easy. You're going to get killed and have all of your money stolen. Did anybody you, notice? You can see that there are a lot of people that are looking at you now, but you didn't get enough words out for them to kind of understand what you were going to request or anything like that. Okay. Oh, fine, listen, Igor. listen to me. If you do that and you request protection, everybody is going to come after you because they know that you can pay them, at which point they're all going to rob you and beat you and leave you naked in the streets. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, that's no fun. Um, yes. Okay, fine. I find the least intimidating person there. Uh, okay, roll a d4 for me. Oh, I just rolled a d4. Okay. Four. Four? Okay. Uh, that was easy. So. <laughs> it's Igor, you, isn't it? You, right. Uh, you look around and you can see that there's, there's a few different people here who all seem to be rather uh, intimidating and well-built. Um, you can see there looks there are a couple of different humans that are all very well built. Um, one of them is bald and shaven. You can see that he has a scar going across his cheek, and then it goes up to where there used to be an ear, but is now Ooh. gone, um, mm. or the top half of the ear is gone. The bottom half is still there. Um, mm-hmm. There's another man there that, um, as you kind of look at him, he smiles, and you can see that he has one gold cap tooth, and the rest of his teeth are gone. Um, and also well built with a scythe on his back. Uh, then you look over and you can see that there is um, another dwarf here um, who is 
well-built, burly, and is currently smoking a pipe as he leans against a uh, leans against a uh, building um, with a big, big burly mustache um, and large ears that have um, earrings coming down from them and big old sapphires that hang around them. Um, and they are bright and they like catch the light very well. Mm. And he has a massive warhammer sitting at his feet um, that has okay. what looks like two skulls on either side of the warhammer, um, oh. like made like carved out of stone. And then you can see there's one other person, um, probably a little over six feet, um, well cloaked, well hidden. Um, that you can see is almost trying, like he's kind of just at the entrance of an alleyway, and he's just almost like keeping his hood down, trying to almost keep his face covered. Okay. He leans over to Igor and he says, I've surveyed the scene. Very and I good. think I'm going to go in. But I don't know. Um, do you think the mysterious cloaked figure is more dangerous than the dwarf with the skull hammer? Um, hmm. Oftentimes, those that are mysterious don't like to show off their abilities because that would give their enemies a way in, like knowledge is half the battle type thing. So, so that one yes. might be better. Like, in my opinion, someone that's trying to show off is asking for a fight. And I, I as you can see, this dwarf is flaunting the fact that he has riches, which isn't necessarily what you're looking for right you're not looking for someone that's going to pick fights you're looking for someone that will protect you when you get in a fight because you're an idiot yes yes okay that's quite enough ego i get the point and i i walk away from igor and i walk towards the hooded figure okay um and uh i like kind of like look around like over my shoulders mm -hmm. making sure nobody's paying attention mm -hmm. and i like scoot sideways along the wall towards him <laughs> okay i say i say Hail and well met. Uh, Tarek, a uh, squirrely little uh, no! human <laughs> with, uh, with that you could, uh, you've noticed has a dwarven companion with him. Oh, no. Awkwardly scoots over to you like a, like a little schoolboy who, uh, who like has a crush on a girl on a bench and like scoots his butt across the wall before leaning over to you, not looking at you, and just says, Hail and well met. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, I look just directly down <laughs> at at his little oh tiny face. Um, I uh, I don't say anything. I I look at the dwarf. The dwarf they seem just, to be together. The the you can see the dwarf just kind of go. Please. <laughs> uh, do I see the dwarf jewelry? <laughs> Uh, you can see that he has uh, three little uh, braided ornaments in his beard. Yeah. Okay. Um, completely ignoring. Well, I, I very quickly say, well met. And then I immediately, <laughs> I get on my knees, I bow my head and I put my palms face up. And I say, <laughs> if you've come to take me, then you can take me. Uh, um. So... Did I see his face? Uh, as he like looked down at you, you saw two large tusks and a scar that goes across the cheek 
that allows for his teeth to be shown through like torn pieces of flesh and what looks like burned probably from like an acid burn pieces of flesh looking down at you um, so so i could gather probably that tarak is indeed an orc uh it looks or he looks orcish in nature yeah i say one moment and i like scoot away towards the dwarf and i i like kind of get behind the dwarf and i'm like um that's an orc oh an orc an, an orc and i really don't want to die you can see igor like immediately have a very split minded personality like he has like half of his brain is like okay i gotta help this this idiot out but the other half of his brain is like totally fixed on something else um and you can see he kind of strokes his beard before not acknowledging you he just walks over to um this new friend of yours i say wait wait no what what are you doing shut up Mm. and he goes over and he just gets down on one knee and he kind of um he kind of uh like taps your head to rack so you'll look up at him i i raise it just enough to see uh-huh. his face. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm searching for an, another orc. Were you not informed by uh, the captain of the guard? or The captain... The Okay, wait. Uh, so you're here with the captain of the guard, with the general? No... You're not here, you're just here. What? Uh, I don't know what to do in this situation because I don't know why you're here, but you're not being aggressive. So you're not here to take me back to the Crimson Waste? I live, I live. Are you expecting me to take, wait. Yes. Okay, all right, come here. And he grabs you and he like pulls you into the alley. I, I just, I follow. Edward yelps. <laughs> Edward yelps like, oh! And um, looks around and composes himself and then scoots closer to get a look at what is happening. Okay, I'm trying to understand this. How did you get out? Why are you here? But you're working, you said that the gods are working with you. I'm so confused. It's, it's a very long story and but it appears as though I have misunderstood that uh, you apparently are not with the envoy um, here to take me, uh, and I apologize. Does, wait, does an envoy come to get you? At which point for- you can see that he's like about to go for the guards. Uh, I'm like, hush, hush, hush. I swear I'm not here to cause any danger. I'm searching. Uh, There's another point, orc. At this point, Edward actually interrupts. And Edward goes, did you say you're not here to cause uh, cause danger or trouble? Did you actually say that? Yes. Edward, you, you stay you out really of this. This does not have to, No, you stay, you. And he, like, you could, Igor, like, kind of just, like, pushes your chest just a little bit. And then he points back up at Igor, or not at Igor, at Tarak. I'm not done with you. You stay right here. At which point he, like, ditches into the, he ditches the alley. And as you guys, like, look around, you can see he's, like, looking for a guard. Um, sir, sir, can I, can I please, I would like to, can I explain myself? You, you may, 
there's a there's a dangerous a task at hand that I've been given. He's just looking for a guard. Oh, um, I start to do the same thing that Edward did to approach me, but the opposite direction down the alley. Um, <laughs> just hoping that no one sees that I'm moving away. Uh, Edward's right there. Um, I uh, Edward's torn because uh, the orc didn't attack him, uh-huh. but also. Uh, so I actually whispered to the orc, I suppose, as in Tarak, um, and Edward says, "Did you say you're with the guard? I... How is that possible? You say you don't want danger, but you're here." In order to not incriminate anyone, let us say that no, I am not with the guard. <laughs> uh, so my, you're an outcast, uh... then you're you're uh, unlawful. Well, perhaps we should get the guards then, right? I mean, clearly you're not supposed to be here. Well, I I suppose you are indeed correct. I am an outcast. That is tr- uh, very, very true in many different ways. Um, but I am currently looking for another orc that's somewhere in the city. Hmm. You guys and, are probably planning something terrible, aren't you? Well, actually, I, I would like to turn him into the guard. What? You turn one of your own into the guard i've heard he stories not. about you he is I've heard not stories about you and i know that you guys do anything to defend one another human child he is not one of my own i am not a child <laughs> regardless of what you are or are not i have very important business to be had and i must go i i am sorry uh i would love to assist or well, whatever is going on here, but I have currently an impossible task that I must complete, and I don't... Well, well, I tell you, if I hear of anything you're doing in the city, if I hear of an orc causing trouble, I'll think it's you and your partner, and I will find you. You've been if, warned. If you happen to, f- to find whoever has been distributing diseases around the city, please, please find me. I would love to find them back. At this point, uh, you can see Igor come out around the corner of the alley with one guard. Um, I just start hustling. <laughs> just scoot a little faster. At which point, the guard goes, hey, halt! Halt there! Full and he sprint. starts sprinting down. <laughs> and this guard goes in and starts chasing you down. Um, we'll leave that for just a second. Uh, Edward, Igor is just there as you watch. Igor is just standing there as you watch this one guard go sprinting past you, chasing this orc. Igor, can you believe it? An orc here? An orc in the city? Do you realize what this might mean? There could be so many casualties. There could be so many people suffering. Yes, Have you heard stories of orcs? They make their children fight in wars. I, they, I, Edward, they do terrible, I'm, terrible things to people. Edward, shut up. I am from the Alisar Mountains. My people are in charge of containing orcs. Yes, I am aware of what they do. I agree. It is very, very disturbing. That is why I grabbed a guard. But it's just one. I could only find one. So we're going to go. And he starts sprinting down the ho- the alleyway as well. Um, uh, okay. And I start fancy running. <laughs> <laughs> so I generally uh, don't run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You go sprinting down the alley, um, at which point, Tarek, you now have three people chasing after you. Um, we are going to go ahead and roll initiative real quick. Oh, no. 
I'd imagine just Tarek, correct. No, 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 you as well. Oh, okay. Okay. That's above average. Nice. By a fair margin. All right, Mr. DM, you're going to do the countdown thing, aren't you? I am going to do the countdown. I love the countdown thing. It's one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, let me pull out a D20. Just, uh, oh, yes, the DM. The nice dungeon vault. Taking out nice a D20. I'd like to make a point that DJ is like, and I suppose Drew, both the McKelps boys are well known for their unlikely high dice rolling. So if you think he's cheating by lying about his numbers, he's not. He's just good. I'm just I'm just that good. It's true. I also use uh, loaded dice, so that's part oh, of how I do it. Like I only it. buy loaded <laughs> dice. So, okay. um, where is what I'm looking for? We're gonna try this page. You know he's good when he doesn't make the die loaded. He just buys them preloaded. That's right. <laughs> he's he's the, the real world. He's the real world, Edward. That's right. Oh, indeed. I, I don't no, make uh, it. A cheat. I have people for that. Exactly. <laughs> My they know what they're doing. Does, where, where is what I'm looking for? I don't have the rules of uh, of chases memorized. Uh, I'm pretty sure happen. chases are in chapter three. I believe. Dang, Look at this. This is what I happened. Didn't, it's been a were... long time since I have really explored the DM's guide. I didn't even right. know there were rules for chasing. I had no clue that there were any rules regarding chasing whatsoever. That's, that's ah, my chases. chases. It's no, they're they're in part three, not chapter three. Oh, dang it! We were close. Yeah. Uh, two fifty-two. Hey, by the way, page two fifty-two is uh, where the rules for chases are for all of you other dungeon masters out there. Oh, we're so close. We're so close, DJ. Awesome. Cool. Oh, look, I even have it tabbed. Uh, as <laughs> oh you can see, I had it tabbed for a different uh, in, for a different session. Cool. Twenty-five to twenty. Uh, 20 to 15. 18. 18. Mm. Uh, and then it's Igor and then the guard. And what did you get, Grant? Seven. All right. So, Tarek, it is your turn. Um, you are sprinting down, uh, sprinting down the, the alley. And you can see that it comes to a T and can go left or right. Oh, geez. Um, I don't happen to have like a hidey hole anywhere set up yet, right? Um, no, you've had about a day. Ew. Um, I take whatever, uh, can I see down either of them? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You can see the, you know, um, just about the nature of it, um, why you booked it in towards the, you booked it toward down this alley, which is just leads you towards the inner wall of the city. And so as you like look down, you can see that these two alleys just are the back alley that go around the inner wall um, that separates the buildings from the wall. Gotcha. I will, I'll take the right path. Okay, perfect. And then uh, are you sprinting and dashing? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm zooming. Perfect. Heck, so if go... I happen to see an enemy within in, in front of me, I will run towards them. With my bonus action too, but can't. Nice. So you go 30 feet down and then you use your action to dash going another 30 feet. Um, and I believe that does, that uses all of your uh, movement. Yep. Right? Do you have anything Yo, you yeah. want to try and do real quick? Um, 
No. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Three times your constitution modifier. Um, what is your constitution modifier? Uh, plus four. Plus four. So just keep track of this. You can use the dash action up to seven times in a row. It's three plus your constitution modifier. Oh, awesome. um, so that was one of them. I um, will keep track. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. At which point, uh, Igor and the guard are sprinting um, behind you, and you can see um, they're probably, the guard is a little ways ahead of Igor um, as he goes sprinting down and then takes the right, um, and it's probably about 30 feet behind you, also dashing. Um, and you can see that he's uh, pulling out a small javelin, um, and it's probably going to throw it in, in the next uh, round or so. At which point, Igor, you, as you like look back, you can see um, a little ways back, Igor goes rushing around the corner uh, as well. Grant, that makes it your turn. Okay. Um, well, I suppose I would follow Igor wherever mm -hmm. he's going. So. I turn and see Igor and well, of course I turn following Igor. And um, so how far away would be the others? So right now you each are separated by 30 feet is um, so Tarak would be 30, 60, 90 feet in front of you. Um, and then there's the guard 30 feet behind him, Igor 30 feet behind the guard and you 30 feet behind Igor. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I say, stop fiend um and you said i i okay so i assume actually that tarak probably isn't within 60 feet of me then no he's 90 feet away yeah okay that makes sense i suppose uh i would also dash okay perfect um Ooh. as my action yeah definitely um you go ahead and dash so that brings you up to being just behind igor how much more it's your turn Tarak. uh just more sprinting just Sweet. much more sprinting. Yeah, you get 30 feet down and you're now, um, you can either continue straight or there's another alley that you can book out of um, to your right. Back to the right. Okay, back to the right. So you're heading towards the uh, central road. Yes. Okay, perfect. So you go down the central road, um, at which point about six seconds later, another guard, the guard comes around corner and is following you just behind it as you, uh, you go down the 30 feet and uh, arrive uh, in the main road, at which point, you, as you look back, you can see that there's the guard at the end of the alleyway, and you can't see Igor or Grant. Um, so that's the guard's turn. And then uh, Igor is going to action dash, same way. Um, Grant, it's your turn. Okay, so I run, and I just, I would assume I just make it to the alley, maybe, because I'm not going to dash. And I, I yell to Igor, Igor, I'm tired. And I say, <laughs> you do it. And and I, I pull out my flute real quick and go, and by, by doing so, um, I cast uh, Bardic Inspiration, which gives Igor 1d6 on whatever he wants to do, right? That's how that works, right? I mean, yes, you don't technically cast it, you grant it, but yes. Ah, yes, I grant it. Yeah, uh, yes, cool. Yes, I do that. Um, awesome. And now I'm so, just like walking quickly behind him. <laughs> cool, so Grant falls out of the race. Uh, Tarek, where would you like to go? You can go left or right. Um. Okay, so... so, so. And you go right, that'd be go back right, towards the way right. that you came because that would be three rights. Or left. you go left. Okay. <laughs> so you go booking it down left, um, at which point there's a couple different things. Um, they're, they're, it's rather interesting um, because there's like boxes in the way and there's people in the way that you're like sprinting down and around um, trying to avoid things. So um, give me one second. Um, I need you to make a uh, acrobatics check. Oh, I'm um, so good at that. Orcs as, are known for their sick flips. Yeah, 
as you come around the corner, you take it about two steps before you realize there's um, a cart that's currently being unloaded that you're about to like run into. And so you, um, this is to uh, boogie around it to see uh, and keep your momentum. Question, what type of cart? Uh, it's a wooden cart with currently it has um, hay up in top of it, um, probably just about as tall as you um, and then up to the end with uh, up to the brim with hay. Uh, instead of trying to dance around it, could I vault over it and use athletics? Uh, sure. That's only slightly better. <laughs> Ten. And so you go and you go around this and you see this cart and in like two seconds that you're right there, you're like, all right, got to vault over it. At which point you go and you go to put your hands up um, and vault over it and you grab the top of it and go and get your chest up on it before you roll off the side of it. Um, and that counts as 10 feet of movement right there. Um, so you get another uh, 10 feet or so before uh, your turn is over, which gives them a 10 feet gain on you. Um, they're going to go around the corner. Let me roll for them. Yeah, nice. Um, so they will come around the corner and they see you just barely rolling off the cart and sprinting down. And so um, both the guard and Igor go sprinting around. Uh, Grant, it's your turn. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I jog a little and maybe make it to the next alley or something um, just within wherever I am. Do I see like, uh, um, ooh, like a carriage, that's kind of crazy. Or like the equivalent of a fantasy bike, perhaps. Is there anything that could at all help me get closer without me putting in more effort? So you're at the base of the alley, right? Yes, or a horse. Or uh, so you jog your 30 feet to the next alley. And as you look out right, um, you, for just a moment, realize that if you go 30 feet that way, that will put you just in front of Tarak. Wow. Um, Tell me, I was so hoping you'd say that there was a penny farthing just like propped <laughs> up against the wall. <laughs> um, yes, I, I go, hmm, how about that? And I, uh, I just kind of I quickly jaunter over there happily. <laughs> yeah, so you use your dash to get out and you're just in front. And as you step out in front, you can see Tarak is like barreling towards you. Ah! <laughs> That's my um, turn. Tarak, it's your turn. Uh, you like you know, quarterback tackle, like, sh like uh, spin move around this cart as you like fall off of it, kind of plant your hands, get up and take like another step. And then you can see the squirrely little man that uh, went up to you uh, and you're just about to crash into him. Go ahead and make, uh, we, okay. What would you like to do? Okay. Um, so I count as a large for the purpose of pushing, pulling or, or carrying. Yeah. Would that mean that I would still be under my weight capacity if I was carrying this boy? Yes. I just pick him up and go. <laughs> Unhand me. I say, I say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What are you doing? I, I, did, I, I didn't mean for this. Well, of course I would resist. But first he yells out to the others, I'm going to die. Help me. Um, I suppose I, I'm just pounding on his back. But yeah. I would imagine even... Yeah, I'll resist. I'll I'll try. I'll try. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Edward's ahead and roll contestant bad. athletics. Oh, good. Ugh. What'd you get? You first. Nine. 
Okay, I got a nat one, so uh, <laughs> which is so fitting because I picture Edward's not even trying; he's just yelling and I'm, pounding him on the back. I'm carrying oh. him like I'm bridal carrying him. <laughs> not, I didn't even throw him over the shoulder; I just scooped him up. I'm just running, and I, so I'm it's... just like, I didn't intend for this. I'm sorry. I I panicked. I can't set you down until I stop moving. I'm so sorry. It's similar energy to like Shrek and Fiona when yes. Fiona's pounding yeah, yeah, on yeah. his back and Shrek's just carrying him. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so Tarak, you go barrel into this. Um, I won't even say it's an action. I'll just have it as a free action. You just whoop this boy up as he's like literally 90 pounds. Um, so you just pick up uh, Edward and go barreling down to use your uh, action and dash? Yes. Okay, perfect. So that's what, three for you? Uh, that is my fourth. That's your fourth. I have three okay, left. Perfect. Sweet. Um, let's see. Let me just check something real quick. So the guard, um, uh, just want to make sure that I do. That's the wrong thing. This book. Oh, let me double check. Too many books. Sweet books, six Ah. pages, bro. So the guard, um, so that's what you force. The guard, uh, again, is following you, um, action dash, and has gained about 10 feet on you. Uh, so he's only about 20 feet back, at which point Igor, you can see uh, it goes barreling down and is right next to the guard. Uh, Edward, it is your turn. Mm, okay. Mm. So they're getting closer. Um, supposedly. I, yeah, supposedly. Um, you know, okay, 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 okay. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I would like to actually cast Minor Illusion okay. in front of um, Tarak. So like okay. kind of behind me, I'd imagine. Or in front yeah. of however he's carrying me. Yeah. And I'm going to try to Minor Illusion a swarm of bees. Okay. Um, just in front of us in the walkway. Sweet. Yeah, I believe Tarak has to uh, make a check or do you, I, I believe he has to fail th- a, like a saving throw, right? Um, I'm looking right now. Uh, um, let's see. If a creature uses its action to examine the sound or image. Oh, nope. Uh, nope. 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 I don't. I don't know if they do. I think it's only if I actively attempt to like yes. look at it. That that is what I'm saying. If they use their action, yeah, so... then they make a DC save. Oh, right. cool. Yeah. So there's a swarm of bees. Awesome. Anything else that you're gonna do on your turn, Grant? Um, I'll yell, this is horrible. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. At which point that brings us up to Tarak. Tarak, in front of you, there seems to be a swarm of bees. What are you going to do? Okay, so I see the swarm of bees. It and makes I think about myself, a five-foot cube. I think to myself, well, I could take this. And then I look down at this little waif. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that he could handle bees. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, please put me down. So I do... I do, I slow down a bit to go around them. As, well, as, yeah, as you're going around, um, I won't even say that it, it needs, you need to slow down. You just, the, the pathways are about 10 to 15 foot wide, depending on the building that they have on the sides. Oh yeah. And so this being a five foot cube, you can pretty easily just boogie your way around it. Oh, um, great. Yeah. I, so you, I do say cover your eyes and any soft bits just in case. And I wouldn't want you to get bits. stung. 
yeah. So you go around this, um, and Grant, you can see since you're being carried, you look back as as first of all, is there anything else you're going to do on your turn, Aaron? Oh no, just dash. Yeah, perfect. So Grant, as you look back, you can see this guard uh, is beginning to slow and begin to pant, and he goes thirty feet before he puts his hands on his knees and just starts like trying to catch his breath. Oh, um, no, 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 no. At which point you can see Igor come up behind him and go about 10 feet further before he also stops and has to catch his breath. Um, Grant, um, it is now your turn. Then. So uh, I would imagine Tarak starts hearing me be like, oh, please, any any of the gods out there, I'm not a praying man, but please save me now. Um, and the, I'll do one last thing. I'll, I'll try to cast Minor Illusion once again. Okay. And this time it's going to be a small child just sitting in the middle of the path. Okay. Like, scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you cast that. Um, it's pretty convincing. Tarak you don't hear them behind you quite as much. You can hear heavy breathing. And as you check over your shoulder, you can see that both Igor and the guard have stopped chasing you. Uh, but as you turn back and look forward, you can see there is this kid that looks terrified as you're barreling towards her or him, um, the kid. It's hard to tell. It's a very uh, gender neutral kid. Yeah, insert kid. Yeah. Insert block kid. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, oh man. Mm. oh man <laughs> now question am i able to carry two people in my arms <laughs> uh you think that between uh edward and this kid you'd probably be carrying about 120 pounds or so uh which is well within your carrying limit so yeah oh. you'd, you'd be fine uh i check around to make sure that it isn't just some kid that for some reason isn't gloom board with their parents mm-hmm uh, you don't see uh, any particular parent around that seems to be attached to this child. Uh, I say, ah, God's above. And I switch uh, I switch to carrying uh, Edward in my left arm, just oh. like in a in a chair. Uh-huh. Like I don't throw him. It's just a it's like i'm I'm carrying two babies. Yeah, I, yeah, scoop, yeah. I attempt to scoop up the other kid with my right arm. Uh, yeah. Just give me one second. Let me just double check this. Weep. Minor illusion. If a creature create an object such as creature determine its illusion. Um, yeah, so yeah, you go to scoop it up, and as you do, your arm just passes right through the child, at which point it disperses. I say. Hell's bells, there are specters in these halls. I, <laughs> I just I, keep sprinting. Edward looks over at him and says, you would take a child? And that's all. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you go sprinting down, at which point you've put about 60 feet between you and the guards. Um, still carrying Edward. Uh, Edward, it is your turn. Um, I suppose I'll just slap him and be like, put me down. I... I don't want to die today, please. I'm young. Roll to hit. Okay. I'll I'll even give you advantage because he's literally right there, not able to defend himself. I won't even block it. Ooh. That would be almost disrespectful. So would would that have any additives? The open hand. So open hand, additives. you're gonna add your strength bonus. Hmm. Good job, Grant. You know D and D. That's a 19. Nice. I think that definitely hits. hits. Oh yeah. All right. Easy. So what what is nope? What is your strength modifier? Uh. 
plus one. Sweet. You do one point of damage. Or two points of damage, right? It's one plus your strength modifier? Yep, one plus your strength. Yeah, get wrecked, Tarak. Tarak, this spindly little man goes up and just brushes your face. Oh, it was just a enough. Hand. Oh, he <gasps> drags his hand across your face. <laughs> and the damage really comes from the fact that he hits the side of your face that's scarred oh, yeah, and right it's a little more tooth. tender. So you're like basically just like backhand your tooth. So you're like, it kind of like hurts and you kind of like crane, but you just like look down at him and you're almost concerned that he broke his hand. As Grant, you are holding your hand from the pain of slamming this into orc bones, basically. Oh. Um, what direction is uh, Nyla's house? Nyla's house? Yeah. So, let's see. Okay. So, you guys had made it. So, you just been around the gloom board. So, you're actually technically heading the opposite direction. If you had gone right at that um when you hit the main road you would have gone back towards Nyla's house because there's the the um there's the prison that's basically in the center of the gloom ward and just to the left of the prison is Nyla's house and you were just a little ways past that on the west side to the left side of Nyla's house before you continue going back around so you're actually going around towards the front of the um towards the front you're you're getting ready to exit the gloom ward do i know oh oh that's perfect so i know i know where the like stairs up are yeah uh, I will run towards those stairs, um, but I don't want to run to them because I know that there are probably guards there. Mm-hmm. But I want to get within semi-visible, like behind a building, but within visible distance if I were to step out into the street. Okay. So the thing about it is you're probably about a mile away from those stairs. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just run in that direction until I get too tired to run anymore. Yeah. You, you, so you, you do that. It only takes about 12 more seconds. Um, as you go in and you run out of your dashes. Um, yep. And so you now take a point of exhaustion. That's rough. Um, and if I remember correctly, you take a point of exhaustion. That's the wrong book. Um, it's always the wrong book. It's always the wrong book. You take So yeah, you run out of your dashes, at which point you slow down quite a lot as you are tired and shaking. You're, you, know, you're, you can still feel the adrenaline pumping, but it's not as much. Um, and you can see in front of you, there's a couple different alleys that seem to be empty. Um, I will go into the one that is the, like, the one that feels safest. Okay. <laughs> I so don't they, know. They go in towards one, the one on your left side goes in towards the inner wall and the one on your right side goes out to the outer wall. I would like to take the one closest to the exit. To the exit of the city? Yeah. Outer wall. Yeah. Okay. Outer so go wall. Right down this alley. Um, it's empty. There's like one crate or two. Um, that you can see before you have to just set Edward down for just a second as um, you're too tired. Uh, yeah, I, I put him down and I say, the exit is that way. If you would like to go, I worry for your safety. I will guide you there if you need, but I would need a bit of a rest. Is your hand okay? I say, what do you mean you care for my well-being? You just, you just carried me away from all safety. I don't know where I am. Um, guards, please. Um, oh, what do I do? I don't know where I am. If I run away, I'm just going to get killed, probably. Um, d- wait, did you say that you would help me get out? Yes, you seem lost. Oh, you must be plotting something terrible. Well, are you from here? Um, yes. I mean, not here, but the city, yes. I'm, I... Grant, roll an insight check. Okay. 
Okay. Hmm. I just sit with my back against a wall. It's a 13. It's a 13. So you're looking at this orc, um, and you can remember all of the stories that you heard, especially with your father who talked uh, when there were like ambassadors from the Alistair Mountains. Um, you would, every once in a while, you'd get to sit and talk to one of them, and they talk about this horrific these horrific stories of the orcs and raids that they had to go through to um, prevent them from swarming and the different tactics that they have and the diseases that they spread and stuff like that. And as you look down at this orc who has really done nothing wrong besides pick you up when you were in his way, uh, you look down at him and he just seems a little scared, a little confused and not really aggressive or wanting to hurt you in any way. Okay. Wait a minute. Um, you're not going to hurt me. Heavens no. Why would I do to, that? You're not going to tie me up and make me have some horrible disease? No. You're not going to, I don't know, strap me down and pull out my hair one by one? I don't know. Don't you want to? No. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Well... I, hmm, I, I don't really have anywhere else to go, and it looks like you don't either. Maybe you would be right. Maybe you, we could, you could help me out, and then we can go our separate ways and forget this ever happened. That would be fine. Is your hand okay? You never answered. Um, kind of hurts, I guess. Come, um, I beckon towards me. Um, we'll keep our distance. Uh. Where I'm, do we go from here? I mean, I'm sure the guard is looking. I mean, and, it'll take a little bit before I'm ready to go anywhere. I haven't sprinted like that since I was a boy. Um, um, but uh, uh, you appear to be a musician of, of sorts. I tried yes. not to hurt your instrument on your back when I picked you up. Um, thanks. It's a terrible thing for, for a musician to have an injured hand, are you sure? At this point, Edward just kind of laughs, and he's like, "Well, um, I is this like some character? You're so you're so nice to me right now. Um, this is so strange. I, I, I still don't know if this is a facade. I don't trust you. You know, we're not friends. We're not friends. I, I just, I'm, I'm scared. I want to get out of here. Okay, so let's focus on that." Stop talking about my hand, and, and let's go, okay? I'm not gonna lie. I literally just ran, like, a mile. <laughs> <laughs> and although you are quite light, it was not enjoyable. Uh, fine, I'm gonna I... need at least, like, 20 minutes I, minimum. Uh, I also play a little tune, I suppose, and I grant him some guidance begrudgingly, just mm -hmm. to help him out. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, I guess I kind of just stand there cross-armed, um, kind of huffy and nervous, just waiting to get out of there. I, um, I, well, while we were running, I didn't exactly have the uh, time to introduce myself or ask for your name, and that was terribly rude, and I'm very sorry. Mm -hmm. um, my name's Tarak. I am uh, from the Crimson Wastes. Uh, may I have your name? Um, well, I suppose it's 
Edward F and Fellows. I'm of the Fellows family. You might have heard of us. We kind of own the mountains that you guys tend to, uh, you know, prance around. Uh, you, that is a, very nice. <laughs> I'm sure your family is a wonderful group. Yeah, they're, they're pretty great. We're, we're kind of known everywhere. We're kind of a big deal. And you're from the Crimson Wastes, you said? Yes, uh, in between the uh, uh, the peaks of the Alsa Mountains lies oh, yes, a I'm aware. desert. I'm aware. Um, well, are you ready to go yet? I'm getting nervous. I I can manage. Let's go. Uh, you lead the way. I don't know where I'm going. Um, Edward, as you're standing up and everything like that, you've just kind of been fiddling with stuff in your pockets. Um, you know, just trying to like have something to do. And as you've been filling, you've kind of rested on that card, um, mm. that you got, um, mm -hmm. and you pull it out and you can see it's actually a, a lot brighter than it was beforehand. Um, we're close. Oh, I, I know somebody who could help us. Um, uh, uh, I start kind of walking one way and then I walk the other way and okay. I'm trying to decide like, uh, which way is the right way to go. As you go back towards where Tarak just took you, um, it begins to slowly get a little dimmer. Um, and then as you go back towards the way that you guys were going, it gets um, a little bit brighter. I turn to him and I say, okay, follow me. Don't try anything. And we might be able to get out of this. And I just start walking. And I check means... over my shoulder every now and then. Okay. Yeah, you start leading him. Um, Tarak, you stand up, pull your hood over. Um, and just stand like a silent sentinel behind him. Um, and you guys begin making your way through and you walk a, a pretty good ways about a mile or so before on your left is that, and as you're going, it gets much nicer. Um, now that you've been to the gloom ward, it makes the front of the city look like a paradise. It's way cleaner. There's not as many people there. Um, the people that are there look like they just are homeless and not out to get you. Um, and as you go just a little over a mile, um, takes you probably about 15 minutes to walk it or 20 minutes to walk it. Um, you can look to your right or not your right, your left, and you can see the stairs that you descended. Um, and you remember that you had gone past that way to the left to get to that shop. Um, and as you go, keep going, the, the card gets a little bit brighter and brighter. So you begin making your way past the stairs that you came down um, before eventually finding yourself um, there's that main courtyard that are that are on either side of the stairs and you go through that before making your way towards and around that lower amphitheater courtyard um, and you can see the one blackened shop with the gingy windows um, and the uh, puppets on the inside of it yes yes we found it we found it follow me stay quiet um, and I I quickly walk in the front door okay uh just as you're about to walk into the front door, we're actually going to hop over to Lydia. Yes. Um, actually, now that I think about it, we're going to take a break right now and then uh, we'll hop over to Lydia. So sorry, Lydia. That was total like tease and then take away. I'm so sorry. Um, but this is actually an excellent opportunity to take a break. So we're going to stop right there. That's okay. There. I got to pee. Yeah, you know? So we'll be back in like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and then you guys just uh, hang out. So we'll be back in just a little bit. We just got back from our break. Um, if you guys remember, Grant and Tarak are... Grant and Aaron, Edward and Tarak, whatever you want to call them, um, <laughs> have been having quite the interaction and they just made their way towards this blackened, um, basically a hut that had a nice display window, a very big, large display window with a couple hanging puppets in it. Um, you can see there's soot and ash and uh, corrosion on the outer rim of the window. Um, and it's a very 
well-worn building. Um, and that's where they left off. And now we're gonna start with Lydia. So, Renaya, you wake up and immediately just feel the soreness in your wrists and your shoulders as you realize that you're hanging by your wrists down like this, um, shoulders extended, very like iron cross style from these two wooden straps. Um, and you can see that as you look out in front of you, you are in the hut that you found in the forest when you'd gone through the portal. Um, in front of you, you can see there is a large pot as you were strapped to what looks like the sidewall, the hallway that goes back down towards the room. Um, if you remember, there's the living room in front and then there's a little like shack or a little corner of knickknacks and then there's the kitchen and then there's that one hallway that goes back towards the bedroom and you're basically strapped in on the very edge of that bedroom just in front of the kitchen um, hanging there from your wrists all of your stuff is uh over in the corner um and you can see that this cauldron is not currently lit and the house seems to be quiet at the moment and you're just sitting there by yourself you don't know where samuel is you don't know who's doing what. You don't know where this woman is. And you just are there by yourself. What would you like to do? Um, well, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what is, what? It's rope that's holding it's you just, back. It's and just it's rope. Yeah, it's just rope and it's been rubbing into your arms and wrists. Your whole, like the probably about three inches back is raw on your wrists. Okay, how am I doing health-wise? You, <laughs> you are at full health at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, you've had, you've had a long rest. That's good, that's good. Um, okay. I, I'm going to try to pull on the ropes. Okay. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Okay. Um, that's a dirty 20. Wow, okay. <clears throat> so you go in and you pull hard on the right and you pull and pull and pull and you feel the snap as um, you don't break the rope itself as you can see when you go and you pull on it, it glows this blue for a second but instead of breaking the rope, you snap it from uh, what looks like this hook in the wall that it was tied to, and you rip that hook out, allowing your right uh, arm to be free. Okay, okay, that's step one. Um, can I reach anything? Currently, you cannot reach anything. You can kind of reach the other side of the wall, um, but there's nothing in your near vicinity, um, nothing within reach of your room. Okay, can I try to get the other side, whether that be mm -hmm. pulling it or unhooking it? Yeah, go ahead and pull nice and hard. Okay. Oh, um, that would be a four. <laughs> yeah, so you go in and you rip on your wrist and you start pulling and you even like press a boot against the wall and really start pulling. But for some reason you can't get this one um, free. Um, you even start finagling with the knot and even as you're like trying to mess with it, you, uh, you can't quite get it loose. But as you're doing all this, you can hear footsteps outside. And someone begins, as you can tell that someone's beginning to move towards the door. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Um, okay. Um, 
you look out the window that's currently curtained and you can see um, the entire curtain become shadowed as you go past it. Okay. And then um, there is a knock on the door. I don't say anything. I go really quiet. The knob twists ever so slowly before it opens. Um, and the first thing that enters is what almost looks like um, a broken tree. Um, as it enters, before you can see, there's a ring around it. And as it stands in and pulls through, there's a faceless figure with this crown basically coming out of his head as he steps in through the door and has to stay crouched basically on his hands and knees as his long, elongated arms and legs um, come in. You can see that it is um, a, a very broad chest that goes into a very slim waist with the abs, um, very tight and showing um, with a blue stained chest and white stripes that come over his sides and blue arms that go into a yellow, almost like glove-like hands. Um, completely faceless, no features, um, white, and it steps forward. And it's a terrifying sight. Um, you can see that there are almost what looks like stone shoulder pads that go down in three layers. The lowest layer coming off his shoulders and then one layer is to step higher and another layer that kind of crowns his neck um, as this creature moves forward. Uh, you would assume that when it's standing completely on its own, it would probably be about 20 feet tall as it tries to crawl into this little hut. Um, and it looks around, again, no eyes. So it's a rather disorienting feeling before it settles on you and begins, starts to crawl towards you. Um, it comes up to you and just ever so gently strokes the side of your face before taking the uh, strand and just snapping it, uh, that rope. And it just kind of stands there for just, or it's on its hands and legs there for just a second, looking at your reaction. Um, so I'm, I'm free. You're currently not bound. Well, you still have the bounty, the, the I, bindings well, yeah, on you, I'm but you can move them. The yeah. mm -hmm. Um, and Renai is not really phased by the look of this thing. It's more a disturbance of where she is and what she knows about where she is. To a certain extent, this creature is also like very just disturbing of itself. Um, it's a very scary sight as this thing um, goes through and it just is this weirdly shaped, oddly proportioned, monstrous thing that has no face and no way of emoting. Thank you. It nods its head before kind of crawling backwards and it tries to like turn around, but it's too big and it can't actually like turn around inside the hut. Um, and so it kind of gets on its knees and it just gently grabs the, uh, the four posts that hold up the roof and just stands and just takes up the whole roof with it before stepping over the wall and then putting the roof back down on the hut. Huh. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to do a quick run through the house looking for okay. Samuel. Yeah, you go through um, and you go. It's pretty easy to check the rest of the room as there's just the kitchen and the living room and the kind of 
trove of stuff. Um, and you currently can't see Samuel in any of those. And so you go and you go down the hall just a little ways um, and look inside the room um, and you can't see Samuel in there either. It's just the one grassy kind of uh, dirt beanbag um, with the grass on the side and the ring around it um, that you remember, but there's no Samuel in there as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to book it out of there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you book it out and you can see that this creature is still standing there. Um, right now, what he's actually done is he has gone into a cross-legged position and it's just floating about five feet off the ground. But you can see that there are um, what looks like almost uh, there many humans with wings. Things What you would expect to be uh, fairies, except as you get a closer look at them, you can see that they have sharp jagged teeth and their ears go way farther than they should um and their wings are that of insects but along their hands you can see that there are claws and there are spikes coming off of their elbows um and they're going in and um almost like trying to bite this creature as he's just kind of like swatting them off of him every once in a while like knock one out of the air um but it's just floating there um with his hands usually resting in here unless he's swatting a creature um, waiting for you. I'm going to pause mm -hmm. and look at him. Mm -hmm. Is there anything familiar about this? There is an oddly familiar sensation of, um, it feels oddly safe and reminding of the fact that you are who you choose to be. And that even though this creature is this titanic monster that is rather intimidating to look at, um, just through the actions, you can already see that he's a rather gentle spirit that, aside from these pests that are kind of brushing at him, he's, he's not even hitting them very hard. He's just brushing them off of him. Um, besides from that, he hasn't had any aggressive tendencies. And you can remember after you had gone through some things, um, you remember some of the people that you live with talking about their their God that they worshipped. And you had always been curious about it and you'd always been interested in, in him. Um, but you can remember them talking about meeting him and how he was unable to communicate with them in any way, but they still felt like they knew what he was trying to say. And it's kind of a similar, how you imagine that is how you kind of feel right now. Um, I'm just I'm just going to smile and nod and then continue booking it. <laughs> yeah, you as you smile and nod, he just kind of looks over before bowing his head just slightly. And then he gets up and starts walking the opposite direction. Um, at which point you go booking it towards what you remember to be the portal um, and go... Um, you head out uh, and you find that ring. Do you try and go through it? Oh yeah, 100%, yeah. going through it. <laughs> you go through it. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me. <laughs> oh no. Where's my book? Um, 11. Okay. Yeah, give me one second. Uh, there we go. 
11. <laughs> this is the second time. This is stupid. So you go out and uh, you go through the circle and emerge in that other room, the wooden room with the other bed, um, the very similar bed. And there's nobody currently there. And you're out by, and you're currently by yourself. Just quiet. You can't hear anyone in the shop. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to run up and look at the room. Okay, yeah, you go booking it up the stairs um, and you kind of stop at the door um, as it's, it is open, um, just ever so slightly, about halfway open, and you kind of peek your head in and mm -hmm. there are no guards in there and you can't see anyone currently there. Okay, run back down. Okay. And I'm gonna just start making my way out. Okay, yeah, you go past the curtain and there's nobody in the lobby either. Uh, it's currently empty and you go to the front door and it's locked right now. Um, not a big deal for you as you can just pull the, the deadbolt out. Um, and as you do, you open the door and you basically walk into um, this human, this, uh, this pale faced human with a little bit of um, kind of curly uh, dark hair and a little bit of stubble around his face. Um, Edward, as you're going in towards the door, you open, you go to open the door, um, but just before you can, the door opens and then this uh, dark haired elven girl basically runs into you. I catch them both. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, I wiggle out of it. <laughs> And also she, she walks into a half wood elf, not human, but that's true. Yes. I'm sorry. Whatever. Just, just I apologize. For the audience. Yes. Um, Eric goes, Oh, well you weren't where you were not who was, I was, hmm, you weren't what I was expecting. Um, uh, how, uh, I, I would like to step through. I have to talk to someone. And um, aware of the situation I was last conscious for here, mm -hmm. knowing the people that work here, mm -hmm. I'm going to swing a punch at this guy. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Go ahead, roll ahead. Unarmed strike, that's a 17 to hit. I think Ooh. that hits. Uh, okay. Um, what's your strength Ooh. modifier? It's It'll be three points. Three hit oh, points. Nice. Oh, nice. Boom. Look at her. Wow. How you feeling there, Edward? Oh. Ah. Ow. Why? Why? Like, why, though? That hurts I'm, so bad. I'm just going to grab his shirt and be like, where oh, is Samuel? Please, no, I don't know Samuel. I have tears in my eyes, by the way. It really hurt. I don't know Samuel. I just wanted to talk to someone. Please, no. I will uh, I will approach from the side and kind of put a hand, like, on both their shoulders, if I could. Yeah, you look up, Lydia, uh, and you see this figure who's probably Aaron you're about oh you're close to like seven feet tall right yeah give or take yeah I'm, about, I'm around six ten six nine somewhere around exactly there. yeah this towering figure looks down at you and you can see as you look up into his hood you can see the pale gray skin um and a what looks like an acid burn that goes across the side of this orc's face um his cheek almost melted away with his large tusks coming up just to the the bottom tips of his nose um, putting a hand on both you and this figure in front of you, this this wood elf in front, or this half elf in front of you. My goodness. There appears to have been a misunderstanding. Let's just let's just calm down. You stay and out talk. of this. You stay out of this. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, what is happening? <laughs> why did you, why did you, why did you punch me? What are you doing here? Why, what, are you with her? I have this, and I, I pull out the card. That means I'm looking for help. What am I supposed to do with this? And I'm just gonna let him go and start pacing. <laughs> um, I, I, I was looking for someone. I met her the other day, and she was seemed nice. And I just need uh, somewhere. I need help. I don't know. Edward. Grant. Edward. Uh, this young lady appears to be very distressed. I'm um, distressed. Yes, you have been for the past however long we've been walking. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you helped someone else, it would calm you down. Let's just see what's wrong. I am not just... five. I don't then stop to... acting like it. You close your mouth. You, I look towards uh, the uh, girl I, that ran I, in. The elven woman. I say, yeah. you, what is happening? Could I need help. That's why I'm here. Why are you here? Why did you punch me? I'm not with him, by the way. I point at the orc. I say, I just need to find some kind of assistance. Okay. So oh. tell me, why are you here? What? Why? Did My you name is Tarak. She's gonna. This she's is gonna, Edwards. <laughs> he's gonna point to Tarak. You're not with him. Uh, it's a very temporary arrangement. I'm trying to get him out of here. He doesn't quite fit in. I picked him up while I was running away from the guard. He literally and, picked me up, uh, like a barbarian. I take some offense to that but not enough to really only, matter. Only mildly but, racist. <laughs> but, um, uh, would you please tell us what's wrong? I, Edward, please calm down. I don't, I don't have time for this. I need to find Samuel. He's running out of time. Did the other two get out? Did you see them run? We haven't, we just got here. We didn't see anyone else. Are there people trapped in there? No, there's nobody in there. I'm trying to find who was in here. Uh, can, what, t tell me what happened. D deep breaths. I don't know. There was a toad and I thought it was my friend and then it wasn't. And then, and I just needed my kids back. And then I got two of them out, I think, but I don't know, but Samuel's gone. And, and I need to find him and I need to make sure he's okay. And, and there's, I, I okay, was. Okay, 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 okay. Are you sure it wasn't just a bad dream? You said she's, she's going to go ready to punch again. <laughs> I will, roll hit. I will oh. interpose if I can. Uh, go ahead and roll the hit, Lydia. Uh, Aaron, I'll say you give him a quarter covered. <laughs> oh, I well, think it, it's half or three quarter. I, yeah. Let me just I rolled a two, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Grant, whatever your AC is, add two to it. You. Tr oh, okay. Not right so, now. Just say it for oh. this hit. Oh, Lydia, yeah, it's Lydia, roll the so. two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> were you about to strike me again? Were you Why? accusing me of having weird fantasies when I'm okay, clearly okay. going after some trouble? We're all, we're all freaking I out. Let's just this. and I go back in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. follow her. Ranting. I will also follow her. Okay. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. So for those of you who this is the first time in. Um, so it's track. Uh, you enter into a shop 
you go past, you can see to your left, immediately to the left of the door, there's a little, uh, what looks like a bookshelf that has a variety of different, uh, different colored vials and different things on it. And just past it is a counter with a curtain behind it. that looks like it goes to a back entrance. And then around the front side, just to your right, as you enter, there is um, the window that you guys uh, looked through that has the hanging puppets. And then past that, there is a, uh, a bookshelf that goes through the middle of the room and a, a couple of bookshelves that go around the outer rim. And they're all filled with knickknacks, um, Things such as strange plants, you're talking about animal skulls, uh, rusted weapons, um, old armor, gems, jewels, um, a, why a weird assortment of what looks like possible musical instruments made from weird, uh, made from weird substances, um, a variety of very rare and not rare, but like very odd and, um, and mundane, not mundane, uh, macabre, that's the word I'm looking for, macabre. Mm things mm, macabre. uh i will once again just gently put a shoulder on this poor girl's shoulder and say now i understand that you have someone that you need to help but rushing in will only get you in trouble i will assist you in whatever way i can if there is someone in danger but do not hurry too quickly i i, I don't know what to do i don't know where they are i I don't, I don't understand any of this. I, it's I'm okay. Gonna, I'm start shuffling through the shelves and seeing if I can find anything. Okay, we'll an investigation check. Okay. Uh, while she does that, I'm going to divine sense. Okay. Just to see if, like, is it desecrated ground? That's, uh, uh, fey fiend or undead. Yeah. And it also shows uh, consecrated or desecrated ground. Okay. So, um, there is a fey entity in here. Oh, that's unfortunate. Like in here, in here? In within the 60 feet. It looks okay. like it's, uh, from where you're standing, facing the back of the room, it's just a little ways to your left. Like to your forward and to your left. Um, I will, while she's searching through books and stuff, I will go and quick look to see what it is okay yeah you go around the counter and it's real nonchalant the, yeah you know no big deal you go past the counter uh, behind the curtain and you start making your way you can see that there's uh, a pretty tight hall and half of it is taken up by a stairway going upstairs um, and then the rest of it is a hall that looks like it goes to a back room um, which way would you like to go oh uh, whatever direction the uh they're both uh, going up. They're both going that oh, direction, shoot. but you just can't tell how high it is. I can't tell elevation. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. I'll try the stairs. Okay, you go up the stairs, and uh, you can see there's a door that's like half open, and you just kind of peek your head in it, and you can see what looks kind of like almost a lounge area. Um, there are three couches along the uh, three walls: the left, right, and back wall, um, and then one chair um, just past the door. And as you look through it. You don't see anything in this room. Okay. Um. Hmm. There's still some distance between where I would have sensed the Fey thing, though. You kind of, as you vaguely remember, because it only lasts for like what six seconds, right? Yeah, it's it's an action, and I can tell the location of stuff within Perfect. sixty feet of me. Yeah. So, uh, from what you remember, you're basically right on top of where it would be. 
All right, I'll do another quick scan around the room and say, is anyone there? <laughs> no response. I go back down the stairs and I try to find the location, that same spot, but the other direction. Yeah, you go back down, um, at which point there's a door and you open the door and it's into um, a rather green room. Um, it has wooden floorboards that have almost like mossed over. And you can see that there's a bookshelf that has a large variety of more knickknacks and a lot of books that all have kind of this uh, this dirt and hue to it, things growing on it. Um, in the center of it, there is uh, one, basically a bean bag, but it looks like it's made out of dirt and grass, um, like just covered in this layer of grass with a veil around it, like a hanging curtain around it. Um, and you can see laying on that bean bag, there is um, a large toad, probably like, you know, like this big around, um, a large toad. And it just kind of looks at you before going, and I could assume that this is the location of the Fey thing. Yes. Um, I've never encountered the Fey before. I don't know how this deals. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I say, um, please wait a moment. I will return post haste. Um, forgive me. I head back upstairs and I find those two. Okay, yeah, you just go down the hall um, and out past that curtain that is basically the back door. Um, and you can see Grant and Renaya. Um, Renaya, what did you get for your investigation check? 17. 17? Wow. You're going through and you find a lot of different things. You know, there's, uh, like I said, there's a billion knickknacks in here. Um, there's something that looks like a flute that looks like it was carved out of a femur. Um, kind of interesting and weird. You can see it. there's, you find three vials of this kind of pinkish, um, almost lavender tinted liquid. It's like pink with like swirls of lavender in it. Um, that seemed to be going on. You see uh, there's a stone that when you open it, it has crystals on the inside, a, a whatever that is, um, a whatever. Um, and, you know, just a variety of random knickknacks, nothing that particularly helps you with your search for Samuel, um, but lots of just weird little knickknacks. I believe that I have found the toad you mentioned. And she just full on just scowls. Where is it? Now let's take a deep breath. Release your I mean, anger. It's, I mean, it's only a toad. How bad? It is it not a toad. It is most likely a familiar. And judging I... by the by the marmots in the window, there's probably a witch somewhere. A witch? Here? Something of the sort. They remind me of the priests of Luthic. Well, we could just leave. <laughs> I've been, that's what I've been saying this whole time, if you haven't heard me. we could. You leave. are welcome to do so, but I heard that there is someone named Samuel trapped here. I'm not leaving until we find him. I wouldn't ask you to. Edward, um, you may go if you would like. You can wait I, outside. I don't think I can do that alone, so I guess I'm stuck with you two. Um, Renai's going to look over herself. Does she have her things or did she leave them behind? No, you grabbed them. When you went, okay. when you went back, you did a once over everything and you grabbed your stuff. Good. You're not like that kind of DM. Thank you. <laughs> and, then, and I'm just going to pull out my mace and start walking from what, to where Tarek was, came from. Okay. Yeah, I you will, go down the yeah. hall. Uh, you didn't see where he went past the curtain. So you know that you could either go upstairs or downstairs. Uh, downstairs. 
Uh, it's lying on kind of a moss. It's beanbag, bean, yes, I know. Bean I'm going to go after it. <laughs> okay. So you enter the room and you can see there's the frog laying on, like, lounging um, on the, the grass bag. I'm swinging. <laughs> okay. Do you go past the veil? Oh, shoot. No, I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So you go She's up just... to the veil and you, you, you can see the creature. I'm just going to lean in. I'm like, the second you come out here, I'm squashing you like the little bugs you eat. I'm <laughs> going to back back up a little bit. At which point it like, gets up on the higher portion of the beanbag and like looks back at you and like licks its eye. And then it hops off. Um, but it, it, it disappears, basically. It hops off and then just disappears. It doesn't go past the veil or anything like that. It just keeps going uh, through. At this point, um, Edward walks up and says, wait, uh, what, who are you talking to? And I start to walk through the veil. I start okay. to walk in that direction. Okay. You go through the veil. Okay. Um, and as soon as you step through, you're no longer in a uh, this wooden room covered in moss. And now you are in a lush green oh. forest um, wow. with you know, little insects flying. You can see there's lots of undergrowth. And as you look out right, you can see that there's a small hut, um, probably about 40 or 50 feet away from you. Um, currently with a, like a, like the classic, like round stonework uh, hut with like the thatch roof that goes down over it. I look back, uh, is there, is there still a veil? Like you can see that there's the beanbag and the veil, um, but uh, you no longer can see the roof. I look back and I say, Guys, this is amazing. This is some next level magics. I've never seen illusory magic this good. Um, you, what are you so afraid of? There's no toad. You guys can't hear any of this. I sigh and <laughs> I, I just, head through the veil. I said, I would, if I, if he died, I would feel really bad. Because <laughs> I kind of was the one who brought, well, he brought me here, but it is still my fault. And I'm sorry. Do you know what this veil is? It leads to some weird swampy forest. There's a scary hut. Um, just bring him out. <laughs> I will do as such. I will, I will try. I will go through the veil. Okay. Um, I need one of you to roll a d20 for me. Ooh, ooh me, one. me. You? I'm much okay, worse you. at this than Lydia. <laughs> Seven. Seven? <laughs> I think you're still lucky. Ah, below average rolls, the best type. That's that's a argumentative. I should just memorize what page this is on. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Perhaps you tabbed it earlier. I didn't. I should have. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Dang it, Aaron. Uh, oh oh, man i was so excited okay anyway i'm ready to just get eviscerated right yeah so you go through um and it's the same thing it's that swampy lush green forest with the hut that you can see off in the distance and currently edward is just standing in there edward um yes Hmm. uh uh the, the the young miss has uh advised that you return quickly you realize she's like tried to punch me like twice Yes. Should I really listen to her? I mean, this place is wonderful. Look at it. 
if I delighted in violence, I would have probably punched you more times than that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, I see. Who's who's the bad guy now? I mm. think it's still you. Well, <laughs> well, we could go check out the nice-looking hut over there, or we could just go in the shop and make no progress. Like, I'm still looking for someone to help me. Maybe that toad guy knows a thing. Well, the toad we should not speak to. In fact, if, if we see the toad, we should try to remain out of its vision. Okay, okay, um, fine, Mr. Know-it-all. We'll go through but, the veil, look around, but if there's nothing and I have nowhere else to go, then maybe we can give it a shot, okay? So I'll, I'm walking through the veil, look. Hmm. And I push past him and walk through the veil. And I look at the girl and I say, I hope you're happy. It was pretty cool in there. Maybe if you gave it a shot. And I walk back towards the main room, upset. I will also go back through the veil. Nice. Yeah, you re-entered the shop. Um... Sadly to say, Edward did bring up a relatively strong point where if you are looking for Samuel, then the best place to look may be in the hut. It's where I was. Where you said you released two others? No, no. I, okay, it's a long story. So, um, I... I was working in an orphanage. There were these three kids. They got kidnapped, so I went after them because the guards are useless here. So then it led me here because I thought it was really sketch here. So I came in, and then there was this toad who I followed, and I thought he was my friend and was going to help me, and then he didn't. And then I go upstairs, and there's these guys. I told one to leave. It was pretty cool. But then I found all three of my kids wrapped up. I tried to save them, but I only two of them were able to run. Samuel didn't, so we have to find Samuel. And then I woke up. I was trying this. The crazy green lady went hacha, and I went down. And then, um, and then I just woke up, and I was in that hut, tied up. And then a pretty cool guy came and released me, and now we're here. Can you lead me to where you found the three the first time? Yes, and she starts going upstairs too. Very good. Edward, as as like once he was kind of finishing up, Edward peeks his head around the corner from the main room and says, Did you say Samuel was a child? And she just calls down from the stairs. Yes. <laughs> Keeps going up. Hmm. <laughs> well, I suppose that changes things. Children, I mean, children, they they can't do things for themselves. If he's in danger, I, I suppose it's worth a look see. Oh, wow. You're my hero. And I keep going up. <laughs> Come on, you see Tarak's uh, eyebrows kind of furrow in a confused manner when you say that children can't do anything, but he follows you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, upstairs we go, I think. Yeah, definitely. You, sorry, there it is. So you guys go upstairs and it is the, you actually enter the room um, and you can see that it's the, it's fairly dimly lit. There's no light coming in right now. Um, and so it's just whatever the light is from the hallway coming in. Uh, but there's three couches, that one chair um, and the uh, rug in the middle that currently is uh, residing inside here. So this is where the three children originally were? I do back there. But like I said, I untied them and and two of them started to run, but Samuel didn't. And then I, the, the green lady stopped me. Green lady? Who's the green lady? No, she was big and scary. And I thought I could take her, but I was wrong. Um, I'm not stellar. Can I try to look and see if there are any form of like, maybe 
she had mud on her feet because she lives in a forest or like i want to f- track them <laughs> uh okay roll survival i want to track them through carpet that's <laughs> <laughs> a 13 okay uh there are a lot of footprints in here you get the sense that um there's a lot of people that will stand here sit here um, there's a lot of traffic that comes in through here and it's not well kept clean. Um, so there are some muddy footprints. You can just tell uh, from the wear in the floorboards that um, this chair gets moved a lot, kind of side to side um, and it gets dragged a lot. Um, and you can see that there's like the, just in front of the couches, there's like basically boot prints um, kind of in these swishing marks that from people like kicking out their feet and stuff. Um, so you can see that this is a well-used, well-worn room um, with lots of traffic coming in and out. I real quick, just pick up the chair. Okay. Set it back down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just so, wanted to double check. Yeah, you 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 pick up the chair. Um, and underneath it, you can see that there's a couple of papers. I pick up the papers. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I say, um, can any of you, I can read it, but not well. I can read. I hand them to Edward. Um, there are a lot of different things uh, that it's two papers. Um, one of them is a list of names um, that is on it uh, with different like uh, slashes through them. Um, and then the other is um, just, it's basically a map of the city. Um, and in the bottom corner, you can see that there's a circular seal um, and inside it, there looks to be um a conference table with um, at the bottom of the seal it looks like a pair of horns that come up and around and a moon over the uh, that like cascades over the conference table. Hmm. Well, it looks like there's a list of name here or names here. Um, some of them seem to be crossed out, and then there's also a map um, of the city, and it looks like there's this seal. Take a look, and I show them the seal. Does yeah. this mean anything to you? Do I recognize any of the names? Um, you go down the list. At the bottom of the list, you can see Samuel. Is it crossed out? No. What? Um, this do I see the other two's names? Uh, yes, but they are crossed out. So this green lady, um, was she pretty? Does she have silvery hair and a circle braid on her head, perhaps? She, no. She no. did have silvery okay. hair, but it wasn't in a braid, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, maybe there's still a shot, I guess. I would assume <laughs> that I didn't I don't recognize this symbol for any um, reason. No, you don't. Okay, good. <laughs> um, um, I would like to uh I it's kind of a long shot. I'd like to look at the letter that I have that won't get opened. And I'd also like to look at the symbols on the card and see if they match up at all. Uh, yeah, you look at the, the letter and the wax seal is that of your family, mm-hmm. um, the, the fellow's family. And you can see that there's the um, arcane symbols that go around it. Mm-hmm. But there's no other signage on it, on the uh, on the card, except for the, your name written across the back or the front of the letter, which says Edward. Okay. And then um, on the, and then I wanted to look at the like little card that the woman gave me. Okay. The glowing things, and I wanted to see if they matched up, if they were similar or the same. Uh, so there's a different circle of um, arcane symbols, 
Um, and so as you like compare the two of them, they're very different symbols. Okay. Okay. Just what checking. is that? With that glow that we as we got closer, what is what is that there? Oh, um, well, it's funny you ask. Um, I was here with my um, butler Charles, and uh, we were here for some groceries, and uh, I would say there was quite a um, lovely woman um, at the front desk, and as I talked with her, she seemed quite fond, and I was rather fond and so um as we were talking my butler had to get things done so he kind of interrupted so um to leave it off she gave me this little card so i could find her and uh that's actually why i came here because i thought she might be able to help her out or us out um she seemed rather friendly i smile big is it still glowing it's glowing uh go ahead and roll a one of you three roll an arcana check whoever wants to do it I I, I'll do it, not. actually, since I was already looking at the symbols. Yeah, oh, I suppose perfect. I'll yeah, go ahead and roll an Arcana check, Grant. Ooh, and that's oh, not that great. Hey, do you know anything about magic? <laughs> look at the girl. What do you think? Can she help me? No, I'm going to help him. <laughs> sure. All right, roll with Thanks. advantage. Thanks. Oh, that's still not great. Um, g- Give me one moment here to do math. That's 11. Okay. Yeah, so you know the basics of magic. You know, you are a board, you are an arcane practitioner. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the basics and you, as you're like comparing these two cards, you're like, okay, they're not the same. All right, that makes sense. All right, so you put your letter away, but then you like keep looking at the card that she's given you and you're just kind of going through and like looking at the equation that it's given you. Um, and you can tell there's a lot more juice to this hmm. um, and that it could probably be glowing a lot brighter. Hmm. Well, I suppose this this could be glowing brighter i have seen it glow a little brighter and it seems it seems that as i was leaving it got dimmer from when i left this shop i um, don't suppose so that it would lead us to her that's perhaps what i'm thinking and if it is who i think it is then that might be rather pleasant um if it's the green lady that might be less pleasant so let's vote for the first one um what do you say i am I personally agree. If we want to find Samuel, then it might be the best shot we have. Thought, I'm sorry. I once again have forgotten to introduce. Uh, my name's Tarak. This is Edwards. Uh, did uh, did I get your name earlier? Um, I think you were in a bit of a panic. And she kind of stands there a little awkwardly. Um, it's Renaya. What well, is very nice to meet you, Renaya. Renaya? Hmm. That's pleasant. And I, so I turn and start down the stairs. What? Do you I guys follow. follow? Yeah. Awesome. So I'll, I'll keep walking and uh, checking the vibe of this card, seeing if uh, it leads me anywhere in particular. Okay. Yeah, you exit the shop. Um, it's been quite a long time. So the morning has passed and you're getting into mid-afternoon. Um, as you guys are on the outer rim, just past the arch, um, the sun is beginning to beat down. Um, and it's actually fairly, uh, warm for a, uh, for the beginning of fall. It's still fairly warm. Um, it's just now getting into fall. Um, and a small gentle breeze blows in, um, uh, there was a storm a few days ago, um, that was pretty harsh. And so this is a nice refreshing breeze, um, as, uh, it's not as intimidating, but, um, you go through and begin making your way to the right, um, feeling the vibe of this card and really just kind of see if it, um, lights up anymore 
and it does begin to um, get a little bit brighter. Um, but with that, we're going to end the session. Wow. Oof. Cliffhanger. Yes, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I waited so long, DJ. <laughs> so long. Even longer for the anger and the anguish to just pent up in Renaya. <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. 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 Yeah. wow. Well, on the bright side, I think that means that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, we will be, we'll get to like deal with this in a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like not too long. September yeah. 7th. Exactly. So this is the last of our group shots. Um, stick around because on Monday, September 7th, we get the whole cast together, the whole shebang, all six of these crazy kids. Um, and so, uh, if you guys missed it, go check out, uh, Hannah, Drew and Ryan's one sh group shot. Um, that's their characters, Melora, Havel and Cather, um, when they all got together, um, and then definitely stick around for that upcoming episode. Um, and like I said at the beginning, if you guys missed any of the episodes, please go check them out on YouTube. Um, everything's kind of been building into this and we definitely don't want people going into the first episode, um, a little too confused or anything like that. Um, uh, so definitely check it out. Um, you and, can also find us on Podbean and now on Spotify and yeah. quite soon on Apple iTunes. So if you prefer audio, uh, go check us out there, the Paper Dungeon. Exactly. Especially because this is a podcast specific episode. So that's super, super rad. Um, this will be just for the podcast listeners. We might release the video maybe eventually um, or maybe some of the bloopers from this um, just because <laughs> getting it started was a hassle. It was, a um, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is definitely great for all your podcast listeners, podcast listeners. Um, definitely go check out some of the VODs, um, and be there for the first episode. Also happy birthday, Lydia. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, happy Thank birthday. You. I didn't get you anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I don't have anything else that I need to say. You guys got anything that you want to remind the cast or not remind the cast of, but remind the, uh, the fans at home of, um, uh, other than all of the places mentioned, we will also be kind of archiving all um, audio and videos on our website, www.thepaperdungeon.com, along with some other stuff there. Got some blogs and other things going on. Aaron himself um, has his own blogs uh, that you can check out talking about Dungeons and Dragons. So yep. I'm plugging for you, Aaron. Go check I'm out Aaron's writings. They're wonderful. Real bad at grammar. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that still. Awesome. Well, if we don't have anything else to say, um, thank you everybody for listening. Definitely go check out the uh, the VODs of the rest of the stuff. Um, you know, all that stuff that we've already said twice now. So yeah, do all that. Um, thank you so much for watching or listening, actually. Um, and we love you all. Um, and we'll check you out next time. So have a great night. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. See you next time, Dungeoneers. Thank you again for listening to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. We have some exciting news. We're now on Spotify, and we will be soon on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepaperdungeon. We also have exclusive content on our website at thepaperdungeon.com, and you can find us on most social media platforms with the tag at thepaperdungeon. Once again, thank you, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time, Dungeoneers.